Hello and welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. My name is Swizz. And thank you for joining us. We're going through the defensive line, our first look, our first take, premiums that interest us, those that might break out, mid-price madness, as well as some rookies that we're sort of keeping an eye on as we get in towards the start of the 2023 season. Before we move on, though, SC Insider 100, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Also, all the audio platforms as well. So Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it. And on YouTube, just search for us, Supercoach Insider. Like, subscribe. We've got a lot of stuff coming this preseason. If you haven't joined us already before or in previous years, the preseason is where we do our best work, right? I am an absolute spreadsheet nutter. We go through looking at stats and try to come up with reasonable decisions, which is what I think holds us in good stead, particularly for draft leagues. Chris and myself and well, Swizz and Matt and everyone else in draft leagues, we generally do quite well to try and you know, minimize the risk you take. Uh, also going on to splashvodka.com.au. Let me go label out first. I'll have to crack this. So I just did one on the last one. I'm going to have another one. These have not lasted long. I had a sister come up from Victoria, splashvodka.com.au from Victoria. And she, I reckon she took about eight. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Smashing them down. Uh, on a summer's day, very, very refreshing. I am keen to try raspberry. I'll have to hit up um, the owner for that. So, um, Swizz, Yo. let's have a look at the defensive line because there is definitely, definitely some value to come along. So let's start with the premiums first of all. Um, now, I already know that there's premiums that you like. or who, Let's go with who you like and why. And I'm going to sort of say who I'm avoiding and why because I think we like the same people. Yeah, we do. We, I know we both like Tommy Stewart. Um, okay, and, why? So 604,000, why do you like Tommy Stewart? As long as he's not knocking out Richmond players, he is the number one defender in the in the place. And that he has an absolute monopoly in that back line. Um, you know, he, he zones off, takes intercept marks. His ceiling is amazing. Like, there's nothing worse than them playing down at Geelong and you not owning Tom Stewart because – um, the ground's narrow. He takes intercept marks down there. Takes, yeah, yeah. They, he gets free kicks from you know out on the falls, kick-ins, you name it. He gets the full lot. So, especially down Geelong games, you need to have Tommy Stewart in your team. Um, it's, it's as simple as that. Yeah, no, I agree. And um, not only that, again, you know what he the role he's going to have. So that's kind of why I was looking at him because, a, again, high ceiling, someone I'd rather start than try to bring in. Um, consistent, you know the role you're going to get, which is probably unlike some others because, you know, he's got the same coach. Um, they're a winning team, gets a good chunk of the pie. And I think if you're going to start a premium, I think he is one that you probably need to start. Um, and I'm going to say over, so Sinclair, I'm going to double down. I didn't have Sinclair last year and it hurt me immensely. Um, still finished 70th though, guys, don't feel too sorry for me. Um, Sinclair, I'm going to pass on at this point in time. Just, again, you look at new coach. How are they going to use him? What's going on in that team? You also have uh, some of their players coming back from injury. So does that affect things in defensive line? He's just so expensive. He's 626000 I'd rather start Steele, who I know was probably going to go 110 plus, over Sinclair, who might end up going back down to a 100 flat average. Um, same with Sicily. Outstanding year. Sensational year. But then you kind of go, okay, we've, they've also got, and they've just even drafted some more defensive people. So it's like, okay, well, he had the lion's share last year. Is it going to continue? Um, 
And I think I'd just wait and see as to whether I was going to bring him in or not. Yeah, I like I Sicily, agree. but for oh, 624,000, yeah. when you look at, you know, GF and stuff, if they're fully fit, um, you know, Scrimshaw, you have um, a whole bunch of brain. Uh, what's what's the other guy's name? Bra- uh, um, good brain to grass. Yes. And they've just drafted another one. And then you've got day is day going to be the extractor this year. So I'm like, okay, I think Sicily had a great year, but at one thirteen and a half average at 624, again, I'm, probably preferring to spend the extra $10,000 to get McRae over well, a, I, like, Sicily. I think, I think Sicily down there would see a lot of ball because I think Hawthorne are going to be future this year. And, and it's not any fault of their own. They're rebuilding. And the Hawks, since 1970, no team's had more success than that club. So if you're a Hawks supporter, yeah, you can cop a couple of bad years down the bottom rebuilding with Sammy Mitchell there. Um, the worry always is, does he ever get sent forward? And there's more of a chance of it now because Gunston's gone to Brisbane. So that is always my worry. And that's like, I got burnt last year because I didn't bring in Sicily because I thought that might have happened more last year. But because of how bad Hawthorne were, he he did get a lot of ball. But as you said, if those defensive options, young defensive options are, um, you know, hold up, their bodies hold up, they've got to get games into them. They might still keep him down there as that senior body, but... Um, does that mean then his role changes and he has to play a little bit more defensive? Does he still, does it actually help him and go the other way? And if it does, well, great, but I don't see you increasing too much from a 113 like most defenders, that's their maximum. So you're paying for what you got. Um, I would hope that he gets one of those games where he does go forward, scores about a 50, knocks somebody out and then pick him up cheaper in a few weeks after that. Fair enough. Who's the other one that you really like, Swizz? Yeah, like Dawson. So he, we know he, he um, had the breakout that year at Sydney, went to Adelaide, um, and it just showed the, the, why they got him. Yeah, he's still a defender, which is good because he's obviously played enough games down the half back with Laird playing in the midfield. But yeah, he was getting up on the wing, he's getting up in the midfield. Uh, he, he worked really well with Laird in that when he was in the midfield, you know. Um, so I think they really complement each other. So no, nothing changes for his role. Um, he he was their prize recruit and um, yeah, it's just the sort of guy that you want. You know, he's getting 20, 25 times. He loves to kick the ball. Um, I just think he's that perfect uh, defender that, you, you know, if you're going to pay up for somebody, um, you've got a lot of confidence that he's going to go 110. Yeah. Or even with Sicily and Dawson, I know, you know, it might seem like a lot, but if you're going to, if you need to start a couple of premiums, they might not quite get those same heights. Right, I don't. I can't remember a year when so many defenders have scored well. Right, mm. but at a bare minimum, I can see Stuart and Dawson averaging you a hundred plus easy, which is still top eight. Yep. So as far as you know, looking at top six sort of relevancy, they're two that I could pretty well be sure that they're going to be around the mark. Um, and that's what's kind of selling it for me at this point. Um, those who I'm not sort of looking at, um, Doherty, I think had a great run. You know, and I'd be keen on him if he sort of dropped a few prices, but he started off absolutely on fire. Um, you know, and then you have sort of Sard and Williams. Williams, if he's fit, might will he take a little bit of that? You know, Carlton, are they going to try and rebound a little bit differently or score differently? Um, so I'm not quite sure what to make of it. I'll probably pass on him. Hearn, I'll 100% pass on. Uh, I don't know how we can average 105 again. <laughs> you know, burn him at your own risk, I guess. But um, player because he affects Witherden. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, but, we're waiting for it and we're waiting forever. Um, but anything outside of that, you know, like I'm, I wouldn't be starting Hearn, I wouldn't be starting Sard or Dale or Witherden. Um, Brayshaw is probably where you start to get into the mix of, you know, risk. Um, risk versus reward there. Yeah, pretty much. potential to go 
a little bit higher depending on the midfield time. But, you know, we know Oliver Petrarca was their first two. And then, you know, Viney and how, how else do they structure up after that? So always a bit of a risk there and um, how much midfield time versus defensive time he gets. Um, Aaron, I'm built like a, um, you know, <laughs> stick it, roll a sticky tape haul. Um, yeah. Would, yeah. yeah. People laughed at me. I was doubling <laughs> I down last year on yeah. haul and I, I got tempted. You know I got tempted to bring him in. Yeah. Uh, just didn't happen. But Lucky you. Um, because, but, and that's the annoying thing because that um, Good Friday game, where he was on 70 at half time. It just shows like, like he's got the scoring potential Done. where, yeah, he looks like on days he can go 140, 150. Um, and then, yeah, bang, snap, snaps a hammy, gone. Or there's other days where he just does not look interested. And then North Melbourne on their day, um, yeah, they some days they just don't see the ball at all. Some days they're fantastic. Like when, it, when they're on and he's on, you love owning the guy, but it's just so much risk, which is unfortunate. And then, yeah, after that, you're just getting to, um, a lot more speculation on, on what um, might happen. Even like your Jake Lloyd's now, uh, that like oh, there's not too many. Cliff. Yeah, there's not too many, um, let's say above 500 and sort of seven outside the main two that we've, you know, talked about. Uh, there's a few just under that, which I've got a little bit of interest in, but there's, yep. um, yeah, not above that. So it depends. Do you want That's me to mention them or? Um, quickly speaking on Brayshaw as well, you've also got Seagull Hunter um, going with Langdon on either side of yeah. the wing, I imagine. So pretty much for him, it's either you're in the guts or you're in defense. Uh, yeah. I can't see him getting any wing time when you've got Hunter and Ed Langdon, who mm. are probably two of the best wingers in the competition, let's face it. Um, and I give Hunter so much crap, the Seagull, but he is a good wingman. So I can really see Melbourne having a really good year. And at least with um, Hunter, kicking inside 50 should be a lot better as well, uh, which does open up a question for the dogs as to who they have running in there. But I agree. Let's move down. Yeah, there's three me- that there's three that stand out that are fit further down. Um, and like, I'm not going to entertain Jordan Ridley. I know a lot of people have a soft spot. I think Redmond started to take his role there. Um, yeah, and, and new I, coach as well. Red, Redmond, so how actually, you- Redmond's one to watch. And, and even Ridley, both of them are players that I'll be monitoring see how the new coach comes in with Scott and how and how that backline works because Redmond's shown that he's got the scoring potential and we know Ridley has as well. So it just depends on how they shape up. But that's it's not it's a no to starting them, but they're definitely players that will be on my watch list. Um, yeah, I have got a soft spot for Ridley, but yeah, everyone again, does. new coach. New coach it makes it hard. The yeah. one that I do see some upside in is uh, we've spoken previously briefly, Nick Dacos. Um the way he finished this season you know, he at if you're looking at a five hundred thousand dollar player, I think it's pretty much between him and Himmelberg, yeah. as far as both had huge ceilings, huge upsides when they had the right role. Um, and I think there's value to be had there at both of them because realistically, they should both be five hundred and fifty thousand. Mm. But it's like, well, is that fifty thousand dollar discount worth it? Uh, as far as you know, structure. But for me, Dacos, I'm watching him. If if he looks on song, if he looks on fire, if he's getting a little bit of mid time how that shift up and, and works. Uh, I think it's just got absolute, you know, a freak nature about him where I think you've only got this year and maybe next year to get him as a defender and then he'll be a full-blown mid. Yeah. Um, and then at that point, you're going to be paying, you know, 550, 600,000 for a guy as a midfielder. So, um, you know, Walsh has done it. Clary's done it. There's definitely possibilities that he could go 100 plus in his second year. Um I'm just kind of waiting at this point in time because you could still, even if he starts off well, you'll still be able to pick him up for 540, 550. Yeah. Um, and it's not that much more. Where this, the guy that I have had in my team 
already this um, preseason, Harry Himmelberg. Now, my worry is the new coach, what does the role do? Does he go back forward? But if he was the player as a sole defender again, he would be 100% locked in my team, especially with the Giants looking going to be worse this season. Yes, Benny. And who was their number one draft pick? It was a forward in Cadman. A key forward in Cadman. So I think, if anything, that probably helps his prospects because they won't be as desperate to have a key forward in. Yeah. That was the Jeremy Cameron guy that they were looking to have. His intercept marking in games last year was ridiculous. Um, I was there at that that North Melbourne game where he took like 20 intercept marks. It was just his ability to, you know, read the play. Uh, And we see that sometimes. They always say with um, forwards, you know, before you get rid of them, have a look at them in the defensive. Now, he wasn't somebody they were going to get rid of, but they do read the play really well, and he's he's one of the best I've seen make that transition. Um, yeah, so if they wanted to kind of keep that structure, and Sam, like, yeah, Sam Taylor is a fantastic defender, but sort of plays that lockdown. But now, you know, you've got your Phil Davis, who's, yeah, I think he's still on the list, but with his age and just sort of that other setup, you, I think he's their best option as that third interceptor. So he is one as a defender forward um, at his price. He has the ability to hurt more than what I think Dacos, as you said, if Dacos started off and went 110, 110, 110, yeah, okay, pay 40000 extra. Himmelberg's got the ability to come in and go 150, 150, and then his price is just blown out of the water. He also has the option, you know, can put in those lower games, but he's the one I'd be more worried about. If he's preseason in the back line, um, I would probably have him in. Yeah, uh, the last one I want to touch on around that price is Andrew McGrath, yeah, four hundred seventy-eight thousand yeah. as a defender mid. Already came out, so yes, new coach, but they've already come out saying he's going to play back into defence again. Uh, I think there's definitely a, a bit of scope for you know you've got Hind and you've got a few others, but he's definitely got the contested ball to be able to pick it up from a contest in defence. He's also got good enough uh, you know usage, I guess. Uh, I'm watching him. I'm not putting him in my side because I think there's a lot of better value out there. But he is someone that I am watching going to that preseason. Um, to see yeah, how he progresses. I'm, I'm more no than yes, but I'm he's definitely watch list. And it's only because I'm trying not to get in the hype is the number one pick, when is it going to happen for him? Maybe it's He could never, go 100, though. Maybe he honestly could. Never happen, but, but maybe it will yeah. never happen for him. But you hope for his sake and the Bombers it does. Um, it's probably the nicest thing I've ever said about Essendon. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like in that role where he's always been a better halfback, um, and if they're going to see quite a bit of ball down there, you can see Ridley, Red, um, Redmond, they take those marks, hand off to McGrath, McGrath, you know, the the um, distributor out of the defence. Um, definitely 100, potentially a 105 guy. You can see that being that player. Yeah, I agree. So I, I am watching him for that. Uh, let's get into some of these cheaper options now. And I'll probably go as far down. Pretty much the first one that I do want to scrolling, touch on scrolling, is scrolling. yeah Elliot Joe for me that three thirty seven. Yeah. So normally you kind of want to go two fifty to three or some value at one eighty seven two twenty is probably ideal. I don't like to get too many three hundred thousand dollars players, but I think Elliot Yo is someone. Uh, he's a defender, and we mm. know previously as a defender he's gone like I think it's a one hundred five or a one hundred eight average. Uh, he's definitely gone high a couple of times. Now he's the issue is he had uh, I think groin issues. I think OP osseous pubis, however you say it. Um, he had OP, so he had some issues and everything was sort of delayed. They got him back and then they put him into defensive line. I'm not sure if he's going to stay in defense for the year, right? But because I have made a lot of changes. But for me, if I've got him as a play setter, based on his value and his potential output, um, I've got him in there as someone that if he is fit going into the season, then I am starting him. Yeah, that it's the hard one because I think – 
they need that experience in the midfield, but at the same time, they need to also blood kids through that midfield. So yep. it, it's just it's just a watch list one. But he's that. a quality. He's such a quality he player, though. He's such a quality player. And, 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 and you can't rule them off. So undervalued. Yes, and if you've had like OP or whatever, have you? You know, if a couple of years pass, you're not at your best. You're not as explosive, etc. But again, if he is fit, um, I'm looking at him based on value. Hmm. That's pretty much where it's at because he could go as much as McGrath could go, probably higher. But he's also like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars cheaper. Well, so that, I think there's what's he priced at? I think what's three thirty seven seven. So. Can he put 20 points on that? If you think, uh, Easy. Well, well, you think that's a hundred K anyway, and he, that's him scoring sort of eighties and stuff. So he makes the same amount of like, you and know, as your, he's as guaranteed your sort of terrible best rookie, but at least he's gar- yeah, guaranteed to play if he's fit. So, Correct. and, and, and that's sort of where I'm day, looking he at. Could, he could go higher. So yeah, no, I'm definitely not knocking that as a choice. It's definitely yep. a good watch. Um, has yes. to be one of your top watch lists. So even like Ben King, right? I know it's a forward, but 176K, if he's fit, he's playing. He's best 22, 100%. So, you know, I know it's a larger price point than the rest of it, but someone like that, that you know is best 22, that can kick some goals and do all the rest of it, I'd rather that than a guy that, like, you know, say McRae Jr., who might play and then be sub and then get kicked out, you know, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, what's um, your next price point? I, th- I think it's got to be mentioned as Hunter Clark. Um, yes. North Melbourne came really hard for him. It was part of that deal where um, I think St Kilda and they were trying to swap pick two, which became pick three and pick nine, and it didn't happen. That's, do you but know the was... problem? Sorry? Do you know the problem? No, right. I don't. So they went really hard for Hunter Clark, but then he's a very superstitious lad. So the last person who, – who's the last person that North Melbourne went really hard for and got? Um, that was it. Oh, and actually got. I can tell you who they missed. I can go through them. No, no, who, the, who they went hard for, paid oh, overs for. Pollock. Pollock, yes. right? Now, Pollock is delisted. Delisted yeah. while contracted. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard, mm. right? So Hunter Clark is like, well, hang on. They're going hard for me. I don't want to ruin my career. So I'll just say it's St. Kilda and win a flag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do love Hunter Clark. Uh, value, again, value if he's fit. Uh, he's shown <coughs> so many glimpses of going you know, high 80s. Uh, he could average you 90 flat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's got the potential. Uh, he was, again, a top 10 draft pick. I think he was like pick seven or six. Mm. Um, and I think he's always got so much potential. Hasn't had the best luck with injury, like so much bad luck with injury. Not always soft tissue or anything. Like he got his face busted open on one or was it a cheek? Um, yeah, so I, I really like him as far as a price point. I'm putting him in the mix with, so him with um, Yo, with Bows. They're all yeah. in the same kind of price mix for me. Uh, obviously, you can't start them all, but I'm watching him very intently as well. Yeah, I think some people might try to start two, but yeah, you'd, I think definitely one of them, and that's going to be that early shape you uh, you know put your teams ahead. Whichever, if you pick the right one of the three, you're going to get that you know the ground over everyone else. Yep, I agree. Um, all right, what have we got next down on that list? So we've already spoken about bows previously, yeah, could be but about bows, but yeah, yeah. So two hundred and seventy-seven high draft pick, changing clubs. Geelong, yes, they've got some great players, but you're not going to bring in a high draft pick on that money, even though the Suns are paying a lot of that money. Um, you know, And they did get a high draft pick, but the thing right. to note is that Geelong was already chasing him. They were already yeah. hitting him up for like a year or so before that, trying to intrigue him to get there. So and other clubs um, were after him, and he did 
you know, you chose the premiers. So you're thinking, okay, you've got to have some sort of guarantee that you're going to, you know, get the first crack. That's what I it agree. comes down to. Uh, Liam Jones, are you a yes or a no for 228,000? I'm a no because he, is, he does one thing and it's punch defense. Like if, you, if you're getting um, big points for spoils, yeah, sure. But no, no thanks. I agree. I'd rather Crozier at a cheaper price for 218. Uh, even he's at cheap price point, but uh, I'm not that keen. I think the big players scored two, well, two, and there were so many fringes. It's so many fringe players. You go down to next, and you're nearly getting to that rookie price. But Caulfield. Caulfield has to be looked at if he's fit, because again, it's another high draft pick who's had awful luck with injuries. Um, so at that price, you you know you're paying for a guy that if he's fit is best twenty two slots. Well, imagine paying for a fit guy that's not best twenty two, and by that I mean Gold Coast getting up Rory Atkins. Oh, he played seven games deal, last mate. year. Bless four, him. Four year deal. Remember when he used to go fifty? Or was it sixty hundred? Sixty hundred? Sixty hundred? Sixty hundred? And we're like, wow, this guy's like a great eighty average. When he'll go, you're hundred one week. Goes to Gold Coast and he's averaging forty one point one off seven games. Didn't even play, I think, last year. Yeah, well, so like, bad. And you know the one thing I do like really about Caulfield and Clark is because Ross Lyon's back, and we know he's one of the most defensive coaches going. So I feel like those back in the day, those Freo defenders used to get a lot of points, and I could see if he puts that strategy back in at St Kilda, um, a few of those Saints defenders might not be too bad to jump on. Yeah, actually, I actually agree with you there. Um, although some of these Saints boys will be pretty upset. I think they're going to have to defensively run. You know, get back yeah, into that. Do they run? Line. Like, I just remember at Freo, and it was just like the we used to call it the chip and charge, and that, like, God, they used to play some boring football under Ross, but he got results and he got results back at St. Kilda, and you know, like bounce of a ball from winning a flag. Um, yeah. And they, and they took it up to Hawthorne in that in that game as well. So he, he could have nearly been a two time premiership coach, but the, the game style, it's not attractive. Yeah. You know they're desperate when they're trying to go for success over looking good. <laughs> um, okay, let's go all the way down. I don't think there's too much in that higher range now. Oh, you you got Gota. Sell me on Gota, the Goat Man. One ninety two k defensive again, mid. Again, it's, it's the you know the one game that he played. You look, he's sold enough. It's a high pick. It's um, North Melbourne. Who, well, it's North Melbourne, but it's the one coach that doesn't usually like to play kids, which has got me a little worried, but at least he's already a senior on the list. I'm more worried about Clarko and the first-year players. Um, might not be the – yes, okay, he did it when he first got to Hawthorne, but, you know, you're talking about your buddies and your roughies and stuff like that. But Well, we um, didn't do it at Hawthorne because they were a chance of winning games. But they were, yeah, but when he first started at Hawthorne, but it was a different story, you know. Yeah. Um, and, so, and no, I'm worried, though, because so, I go to – you know, when you have oh, a look at, they've brought in so many players. They have. They, so they have many Darcy players. Tuckers and players like that. And so how do they all and fit who's in? the other defender from them? It's, um, that they picked I can't up? even think of his name. Fremantle, what was his name? Uh, yeah, Darcy, oh no, not the wingman in Darcy Tucker, the other. No, the defensive one. Fremantle, um, Fremantle, Fremantle. Who was Freo? Uh, not oh, who was Fremantle? Yeah, you're right now. I was looking at the wrong section. Oh, I can't believe I've got an absolute mind blank here, Swizz. You got you're meant to help me yeah, out I with am this stuff. Griffin Logue. Griffin Logue. <laughs> yeah, Griffin. Griffin Logue. Yeah, It'd be in defensive Logue. line. Yeah, that's because he's not in the defensive. Oh, yes, he is. But he's four ten. That's why I can't find him. I'm like Griffin. Oh no, Logue. he's he's not a value option. I'm <laughs> saying like, is he, well, is he going to think of him? I was just like, hang on, where no. where is he on here? I said, is he going to impact like your go to and, and everything yeah, like that? Well, well, under three hundred thousand. I couldn't believe he was still four ten. Uh, he must have kicked a couple of goals up must forward have, for Fremantle. Must have. 
Like that. So yeah, no, no, no thanks outside of that, mate. No, fair enough. Um, Connor McKenna's probably the only other one. Um, the more expensive one, yeah. Yeah, no, so yeah, don't, one, I don't mind one. if he was playing, but yeah, McKenna. The hard thing is, how does McKenna come back after playing you know, in the Irish leagues for a couple of years? But he's chosen Brisbane for a reason. Brisbane are trying to win a flag. They obviously want a little bit more pace coming off that half back, even and though they, they really more rate more... their pace. They, they do. They rate the run and dare, and they're trying to be a little bit more aggressive to the defensive line because when you have the tall timber. Right, to be able to shut it down. And then you've got your your good users, you know, your Rich and a few of the others back there. They really need that flair to kind of be able to actually go, well, let's put you into space and then let's slingshot and attack. Do, do, um, you, want just, weren't... do you want me to muck you up right now, Benny, and that you know, the Lions whole season? Because last year I was like, dogs, Monty, Monty for the flag. The Lions are a Monty, mate. How do they not win? How do they not win it this year? This year coming, 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. It, keep keep losing in finals like we've always done. Uh, could be could be the one. Um, what you guys done for the year now? Yeah. No. Look, we are building, and I think this year there's probably more expectation than most. Uh, I think Dunkley helps us immensely. Um, yeah, it, it, it's very funny because when you have a look at uh, Jared Lyons as well, was carrying an injury. So much to say that, you know, we're like, why is he so crap? And then after the season, oh, yeah, he was carrying an injury all year. I'm like, oh, thanks. It would have been great to know yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. So I, I'm really interested to see how he falls in with Dunkley, probably getting the lion's share. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see there. Now, we digress. Let's get back on. Now, we have a look. Uh, there's a few others I don't mind just quickly in the defensive line for rookies. Uh, Campbell Chester, I think, had – yeah. yeah, he he was a high draft pick as well, I think. Yeah. Uh, West Coast, we're definitely going to play him, and then he got injured just before the season, so he didn't play. Charlie Constable, if he gets a gig, only had one game for a six average uh, as a sub. I don't like him as much. I'd rather – I think Chester, I think you could definitely throw in your field. He's about 12000 cheaper than last year. Charlie Dean should have played last year for Collingwood, got injured at the wrong time, came in, uh, so he didn't actually play. I love how he's gone up in price this year without playing. Yeah, well, that's what happens. Once yeah. they become on from that's a rookie right. onto a list or they go from 117,400 or whatever it is to 23,900. Yeah, I think he was 102 um, last year too, but he's pretty Yeah, he was. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, so, but again, Charlie Dean, yeah. you could look at, look at him. Will Gould, <laughs> always on, on your bench, has to have a go at some point. <laughs> uh, Will Kelly's probably lingering around the mix somewhere because otherwise if he doesn't play this year, he's probably getting delisted. Um, he's been around that for a little while. Uh, Fisher McCasey, I'm also looking at as well. He's, yeah, my team at the um, moment. Yeah, I think he's injured, isn't he? Yeah, but he's still just yeah. more that place. Yeah, yeah. but I think but as a place he, getter, if he wants to get fit, that he's just somebody to watch. Yeah, so I'm looking at him. Um, there'll always be players. Wilmont. There'll be players that come from left field, and that with these ones, because there's some of these guys who are rookie, um, and you you probably don't notice them compared to the um, you know the higher draft picks, but have been in the sort of sandful waffle systems. Um, or VFL systems for a while. So you're always looking at that sort of 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old who have been playing um, senior footy. Um, yep. And that's usually what happens. I think there's a couple of players um, potentially down the Geelong system again. They always seem to pick them, you know, playing in, in the um, you know, the Geelong footy league that they bring in. So, yeah, we probably, don't know, the, we probably don't know the best defender at the moment and that from that sort of group. But, yeah, I think that'll start becoming more clear as we get into the um, practice matches. Yeah, no, I agree. But they're the ones really that have. we're sort of – And they're the ones we really have the one proper practice match this year too, which will make things real interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've so got like, well, if you're just going to play like a proper game, then we might as well just have an extra proper game, and that's what they've done. Yeah. So, so durability probably more important now. We're probably not going to actually have – what we normally do is like, oh, will this guy actually play that one proper practice match? Clubs will organise their own 
um, you know, scratch Inter-clubs. matches outside of yeah, that. Yeah, yep. um, but yeah, that that one preseason match, you're probably going to get full lineups. Jeez, so much for quick segments. We're just going through yeah. chatting about footy about all these players, and it's 27 minutes long. Yeah. So look, that that wraps us up for the defensive line. We'll go into the forwards next, and uh, we might even have to wait for the midfields yet at this. Quick pro quo, nice little quick pods have turned into a little bit more depth. Um, but that's that's what happens when you get on the My Case Wiz. Oh, always, mate. Everybody knows I like to have a chat. Yes, as do I. Um, look, like, subscribe, give us a, a shout out as well. If you have been enjoying these slightly longer segments than we're <laughs> intending, um, let us know so we can keep it going through this preseason. Uh, that's it from us. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles.